This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining us this afternoon on my program called Rise. I'm Renette Marburg, and we are normally having a phenomenal program in line because this is the program where we give hope, guidance, wisdom, and knowledge when real life happens in our families. And we often discuss relevant and often unspoken issues in the family in truth and in love. But with God, we can rise to restoration and rise above all together as a family of Christ. And we have got an incredible guest here from um, all the way from America. And it's Pastor Terry Thiel. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, Pastor Terry. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And it is such a privilege to have you this afternoon. Pastor Terry is an ordained and licensed minister of the gospel, and uh, she is currently under the covering of Christ for the Nation's Bible College um, in Dallas, Texas. And she has a bachelor's degree in global missions, and that is exactly what she is doing right here with us here in South Africa. And she's been 25 years dedicated to serving the incarcerated in Texas. And what an, what an achievement, because that is such a... Um, a difficult field to be in when you're working amongst those that have been so badly damaged and so uh, off course in life and then bring them to Christ. It's such an incredible uh, testimony for you, Pastor Terry. And uh, you have just recently spent nine months in Ghana uh, working amongst the rural evangelist ministries and in Togo. And now you're in South Africa and you've clearly been called to the continent of Africa. Africa. So thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, but we're going to have to take a quick break and then we will continue with this conversation straight after this. Words of truth and value. Find it on Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for being with us this afternoon. We are so privileged to have Pastor Terry Thiel from um, Dallas, Texas, and we have got such a lineup for you this afternoon. She's going to share with us on her uh, trip that she's had here in South Africa, and she's going to give us a little bit of a background of why she feels that she's been called to the continent of Africa. And she's recently been in Ghana, and she's been in Togo, and now she's in South Africa. So, Pastor Terry, what led you to feel that you needed to come to uh, the continent of Africa? Actually, the Lord led me here, but it was through um, a series of circumstances. Actually, at, um, it's going to be a kind of lengthy explanation to your question, that at about 58, maybe 57, the Lord instructed me in the U.S. to sell my home and to move to Dallas, because I'm originally from Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, to go to Bible college. Well, I, I, the home that I was in was my forever home, the home that I built from the ground. So I was, I know God's voice, but I, I obeyed him. I sold that house, moved to Dallas to Bible college to a Bible college that's primarily focused on um, youth. Um, the, the students were there mm-hmm. were in the 19, 20, 21, and there I am, 57, 58. And when I went to that college, the Lord uh, didn't exactly tell me. He told me I was supposed to be there at Christ for the Nations, 
but didn't tell me what major I was going to take. So I just assumed it was pastoral since I was already ordained as a pastor and I enrolled in their pastoral program. It wasn't until after the first semester that he spoke to my heart and told me to change to the global missions uh, major. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no prior interest or uh, even any any information about mm. about global missions. I didn't know what it was. So it was during my time there at Christ for the Nations and learning about what a missionary does, how a missionary serves, uh, dealing with different cultures and being and letting the Lord allow you to minister to different cultures that my heart began to to burn for for missionary work. However, Africa still was not on my radar. My my desire was to go to Australia. That was my desire. Mm. However, <laughs> at that time, COVID was still like we're right on the backside of COVID. Uh, Australia was very tightly uh, secure and not allowing people in or out. And the door to Africa opened. And um, I went to uh, to Ghana. That was my first my first experience. In Africa. No, that wasn't my first experience because Ivory Coast was my first experience, but it was my first experience as a missionary. And I got there and I lived in the village with the villagers, with swarming wow. people. Um, my experience there was very rural, no, no toilet, uh, no running water, uh, that kind of thing. However, nice. I absolutely loved it. Oh. I loved it. And I lived there for nine months, and that, that's my style of ministry, actually, is, is relational ministry. So I lived there with them. I became one of them um, and was able to minister to them. So that's, that's how I ended up in Africa, the continent. And that is how you really felt a connection with Africa. Yes, yes. Wow. I definitely felt a connection. I feel a connection with Africa even now. Um, as I was preparing to leave, I had a dream. Mm-hmm. And in this dream, um, there was an extremely dark skinned man and he was um he was he was he was caressing me and hugging me and I'm I'm a single single um woman and I was like, No Lord, no Lord, I don't I, I need to be free to serve you. And the next day I had the same dream and I was saying the same thing. No, no, Lord, no, no, no. I don't want a relationship. I want to be free to serve you. And he said, that's, that's not a man. That's Africa. You're oh. falling in love with Africa and Africa's falling in love with you. So that was my confirmation after nine months in Africa that Africa is actually the continent that he's called me to serve. Fantastic. And you've been in Togo and what did you do there? In Togo, I served with the Togo um, Mission Society, and, and what, that's what I try to do is I try to partner with ministries that are already active in the area, mm-hmm. and that ministry had a church, a school, and a wound care clinic, and so I served with their church and their school. Since I'm not a medical professional, I didn't try to do anything medical, but um, served there with them, with, uh, was a part of their Saturday school, which is sort of like a Sunday school for children, where they uh, spend the entire day with the children, these are rural children. Most of their parents were idol worshipers, but they would allow their children to come mm-hmm. because this program fed them two meals on Saturday. So it was mm-hmm. like hundreds of children, two, three hundred children on a Saturday. Very, very, very um, 
um, very rewarding ministry there with the children. And even some of the parents who were idol worshipers would turn to Christ because their children were a part of the program. So it was just really a good time there as well. So it was like literally your training field. You know, what I'm encouraged by is your age that you went out, you know, on, on this limb and, you know, just by this calling. And this is what I really want to encourage uh, people is that our latter years, it says so in the word, will be better than our former years. And when yeah. the Lord has called us to something, he does, you know, it's not about uh, our age. And I'm so encouraged because, you know, I'm I'm in that same space right now myself. And I just I just got a leap in my in my spirit this morning, you know, when I heard that you are, you know, if at that age that you decided I am going to serve the Lord and being fully surrendered to him and, you know, having to sacrifice so much and give up so much, um, yet you still went ahead and did it. And that is about the sacrifices better than the, um, you know, uh, you know, you're serving them. And uh, so it is wonderful to hear that you've done that. Um, but what I wanted to ask you is, and where did it come from the fact that you felt that you needed to come to South Africa? Because, you know, we, have, well, we are completely diverse. You know, I would like us just to see what the thread was. You said in Ghana, then Togo, and you spoke about, about children. Um, and then, obviously, now South Africa, and you've been ministering in schools, and you've been ministering, you know, uh, you know, amongst, uh, you know, also in the communities. So what did you feel that you needed to come to South Africa? Well, an opportunity, and here's what I told God. I, I said, God, I won't push open any door. Mm. However, if you open a door and provide the finances, because I live from sponsorship. People, I have no no income. People actually um, sow into my ministry in order for me to, to travel to Africa. So I said, if you open the door and provide the finances, I'll go. So there was a ministry, um, Patricia Bailey's ministry, uh, here in South Africa was open for the beginning, for the middle of March. Mm-hmm. And I went and served with her in the in Soweto, in Cliptown, in Delmas, and um, wow. where else did we go? And we did a lot of um, informal setting, informal settle, yes, settlement yes. ministry. Um, mm-hmm. Did a lot of that kind of ministry with her ministry. And um, But I knew of, of Prophetess Tess. And because of one of her friends from America told me, if you're going to South Africa, you need to meet her. So I had been in contact with her once I knew I was coming to South Africa and asked her were there opportunities to serve after I completed my time of service with Pat Bailey's ministry. And she said, yes. So once I knew that South Africa was an open door and God had provided the finances, then I started connecting with the people here that I would do ministry with. And it has been an a very awakening experience mm. for me because South Africa Just is, being with is, is very different. <laughs> is very different than different. West Africa. <laughs> yes. And her ministry is very different from any ministry that I've ever served with. But I've learned how to submit to her authority. Mm-hmm. I've learned how to serve her. I'm older than she is and I've been in ministry longer than she has. However, 
when it comes to service, it doesn't have anything to do with age or um, or, 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 or experience, but mm-hmm. rather the headship of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're Amen. all a part of the body. So I've learned how to serve with her, but it has been very, very eye-opening deliverance mm-hmm. and that type of ministry. It was not something that I was accustomed to in the U.S. and have not been either in, in West Africa. So I've been doing a lot of different kinds of ministry here, but it's been, um, it's been a learning opportunity for me not necessarily in the doing of the ministry, yes, but more yes. in the in the submitting to the authority of another ministry, because I normally travel a lot. Alone. And not just that, but also possibly a different field, you know, with uh, our other uh, nationalities. Um, you've yes. had quite a wide diverse, because, you know, we are the Rainbow Nation, and it must have been quite it's so different how even from the northern uh, South Africa to the south uh, to the southern South Africa, and we operate so differently and we serve so differently. And uh, you know, I'm sure you found that even the way they worship, the way they uh, minister, the way they receive the word, and the way they administer the word is completely different. So, yes. how did you find that? Yes, every the Zulu culture was uh, part of the the culture that I was with in um, in um, Soweto and, and oh, and, that's and, yes. yeah, in Soweto and in Delmas, mm-hmm. and um, the community is pretty much uh, m- was more impoverished than what I've seen anywhere else, simply oh, because. Okay. They were there were zinc houses. They were they were informal settlements. So they you know they didn't have water. They didn't have light. They, it was it was very 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 impoverished. Mm-hmm. And the more I moved away from that area into John Kemp and to um, uh, uh, Kimberley and to uh, Pottsmansburg, I guess I'm saying this right. I might but not be saying the names place. right. Yes, the I more know it I is moved, difficult. Yeah, the more I moved away um, into the Northern Cape. Um, the the poverty level was not as intense, mm. um, but the worship, the worship, the most of the churches that we went to, the people were very, very uh, impassioned about seeking the Lord and the things of God. Um, so I found some similarities and some differences, but it was it, it was it was good. It was all just really really good to experience. Fantastic. So, um, you know, before I actually start a new topic, I'd like us just to take a break uh, and then come back onto the topics because I'd like you just to share what was, you know, as you went along, um, you know, just the w- exactly what you're talking about. What were the actual challenges and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, that you saw the communities are, are, are bearing? You know, we've all gone, you know, our country's really gone through some ravaging um, effects of COVID and uh, all those kind of things that have happened in, in, you know, to our nation and, you know, it's had a lot of setbacks. So what do you, what do you think is, you know, the thread and how do you think we could possibly uh you know, rectify and come of assistance. So I'm going to continue with that. Are we going to quickly listen to a track? And then I'm going to join you straight after this, Pastor Jerry. You are listening to Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. and Radio Pulpit 657 a.m. The radio with a voice of truth. 
Good afternoon, family and friends. Uh, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Wow, we've got Pastor Terry Theo from Dallas, Texas here with us this afternoon. And she's just been on an assignment from Upper South Africa in the northern provinces and right down to us here in the Western Cape. And uh, But I just want you just to be... In, um, know that we need we have a WhatsApp line 081-729-1657 and we have a Telegram line, line 081-729-1657 our SMS line is 37988 and please go and join us on Facebook um, you'll see many of our presenters and their programs and you can see who's behind the mic and get to see our amazing guests as well every now and again um, so please go and join us and let us get to know a bit about you and then we also have a counseling department it's 021-9177-000 and press option one and let us see how we can assist you guide you and direct you in prayer or in whatever possibly that we where we can help you so please please contact us and we'd like to get to know you as well so family and friends we are here just being encouraged by pastor theo i mean she started at a very late age um and where god called her and this is where we think we're going to be redundant and we're not going to be of any use then god calls us and he comes and he asks us to sacrificially surrender to his will and purpose and plan for our lives and pastor terry exactly did that she was obedient and she's now in south africa and they have done an incredible trip with uh, the high uh, international ministries and pastor uh, joyce and there's so many uh, areas that they've covered so pastor theo you know you mentioned before the break that you've uh experienced you know quite a, from the formal informal settlements then to the uh, different kinds of ministry but what did you see especially i'm sure because you've been in youth ministry what did you see that was really challenging and painful and as our country has been through so much what have you seen and what were the incredible victories because i have saw, seen so many of the clips that what you will have achieved in this ministry a couple of weeks has been phenomenal. The challenges have been probably the same across the board. Mm. Um, uh, but the, the biggest common denominator would be the youth, mm. the children and the youth and lack of educational opportunities, um, the drug addiction, the teenage pregnancy, actually the same challenges we have in the U.S., are the same challenges I see here, um, but there is also a sense of hopelessness attached mm. to um, those same issues here in, in South Africa. And I've seen that in every, from Johannesburg to the Northern Cape to now the Western Cape, the same the same thing is a common denominator. It's, mm. it's, it's the youth, the children, and the the challenging part about that is that is who God is calling to change the country, to change the country, to change uh, the the Christian community. We are we're trusting that that demographic, those age, that age group, to make the changes. The Bible talks about calling the youth because they have strength. Mm-hmm. Those of us that are older, we have the wisdom, but the younger the younger people have the strength and. 
um, that that has been the most um, devastating part of the, the ministry. The victory, on the other hand, is um, God allowed us to see, even since we've been here in Sierras, a revival break out among that same group of uh, people. They were high school um, students in a hostel, and we went in and did a service there. The Lord blessed, and we witnessed the repentance and the revival and the mm. crying out to God from this age group. So I would that that I have to say is a victory. That is a victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are several victories, but that one, uh, that was one that highlight. we prayed we prayed into. So that that mm. was a highlight. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, are the children hungry for the Lord and are they okay? Mm-hmm. You know, this is what's my, breaking my heart. My, my, I'm sitting with tears in my eyes and just not hearing any hope. And, you know, this is our next generation that's about to take over our country and need to take over our country, but they're so broken and so depleted and depressed. Um, So what, as you've worked with the children, did you feel personally the impact um, on, you know, what would you go away with that we need to pray about? Because we are here, uh, you know, in this program, looking for opportunities, how we can, uh, you know, spend time in asking the Lord and seeking the Lord's heart for our nation. You know, the Lord gave me an opportunity today, uh, all day today, I've spent in classrooms at that, that at that same school. Not everybody lived in the hostel, so not everyone was in the a part of the revival setting. So we went from, from class to class. And one of the things that the Lord had me to communicate to the, to all of the students that I had the opportunity to speak with was that the solution for South Africa's problems, the solution for the continent of Africa, is not going to come from without Africa. It's going to come from this soil. And I encourage them to believe that they were the solution that God wanted to use for the problem and to stop looking to the U.S., stop looking to the U.K., stop looking to Canada, and believe that the Lord will raise up on this soil, mm-hmm. sons and daughters of this soil, that yes, would be the solution yes. to the problems of this of this uh, this country. So yes, that's that's what we were doing today. Mm. And how did how was what was the response like? And they were like, "Wow, I never thought about it. I never mm. thought about it." Um, mm. And I, I mentioned to them, "As long as you're looking for help from the outside, you'll never look within yourself." for the solution. Mm-hmm. You never look to yourself. If you think the help is going to come from outside, then you'll never look for it to come from yourself. Mm-hmm. And and did you feel that it was their point of reference? And, you know, because so many of our kids are just studying and leaving the country, and then those that are left behind with, you know, that they feel they've got nothing to offer? Well, I, I, I knew that, from traveling now from from Johannesburg to here, that the youth get extremely excited when they hear that there's somebody from America. That's great. It's almost like a, it's almost like a celebrity has come mm. to town. So I knew their their affinity to the to to idolize Americans. So I just used that point as um, don't idolize America. The, the solution you're the solution. It's not America. Um, you're the solution to the problem, and they received it. They 
um, it, the, when the younger grades, they were, you know, they were laughing. They were, they were, they're kids, but the mm. older grades, the grade 11, grade 12, it was a very sobering conversation mm. to have with them because they could see that, yes, I, I am. I'm the solution. Yes, yes, yes. And this is exactly where we need to get to is that, you know, and even with our, with you coming to South Africa, it's also highlighting for us to think that we cannot also expect you people just to come in here with funds and do things. What is it that we all need to do? Uh, to be part of healing this nation and not having an expectation from the government and everybody else, but we are ourselves the solution in our own communities. So I'm very, 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 very encouraged um, that you took it from that angle um, and coached them to say that this is it. You know, this yeah, is a chance to do the turnaround, but you need to work at it. So that is incredible. So I'm going to, we get, oh, time flies. It's incredible when, when uh, we are having such an interesting topic that we're talking about. So we're going to take a short break and then we're going to continue. Then I just want you to uh, just cover us, uh, you know, at the end, just minister to us and what do you think as a nation, what, how can we assist our youth and how can we start participating um, in, in programs and what, what is the, that needs to be prayed for even, you know, there's so many ways that we can um, come into partnership with the struggling youth that we have. So we're going to take a break right now, Pastor Teal, and and then we'll catch up with you straight after this. Words of truth and value. Find it on Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Good afternoon, and wow, we're just having such an incredible guest on our, a remarkable guest on our program this afternoon, uh, Pastor Terry Teal. She's all the way from Dallas, and she has really had such a huge impact uh, alongside our local ministries here with uh, just reaching out to the youth and, you know, just the expectant expectancy for change and uh, she was just mentioning the fact that the change comes within from within ourselves as part of the nation and that our youth need to start feeling that there's hope and there's some uh, great things that can happen as long as they turn to Jesus Christ. So Pastor Thiel, you just share with us and tell us what you think is possibly the way forward for us from today onwards. You know, we always think that we have to look at other nations to come in and save us and rescue us, but the answer is actually right here. Yes, yes. I, of course, Jesus Christ is 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 the foundation of every good work. Uh, without a foundation, no building. Without a sure foundation, no building can stand. Um, here's something that I've shared at all of the churches, and that is that Africa is the richest continent, one of the richest continents on the face yes. of the earth. You have the diamonds, you have the gold, you have the minerals. You have things that other countries cannot produce in and of themselves. And I believe, uh, I will go to my grave believing that it was never the intention of the Father for this continent uh, to be, to the people of this continent to be poor when this okay. continent itself is rich. Yes. Okay. So that's something I've been communicating. And I, I'm also communicating that I believe also 
by the Spirit of God, I believe that this continent, the continent of Africa, will rise up and be the solution to problems across the world. I want to see it mm. in my lifetime. I want to see this, and I'm praying toward it that I would see Africa rise up and be the answer to problems all over the world. This one country that everybody calls a third world country will rise up and be answers for America, answers for the UK, answers for Canada, answers for China, answers for all of the world powers who have looked down upon this one continent who God has made rich, that the people of the continent will realize that they are rich in Christ Jesus and rise up and realize that they are the solution, not only to South Africa's problems, not only to Ghana and Togo's problems, but they're the solution to the problems of this continent and to problems all over the world. I pray in the name of Jesus that God would raise up scientists and, and biologists and, and doctors and nurses and, and politicians, yes. uh, holy Amen. and righteous politicians that would be Amen. able to lift up a standard here in Africa, and that standard will be lifted up for the for the communities of Africa. That's that is my communication to everywhere everywhere I've been going, yes, and that is also my prayer for Africa. Yes, Amen, Amen. Sorry, I'm just getting emotional about it because I really feel that this is the message that needs to go out: is that we have got so much to offer, and. You know, God has got such a perfect plan for this continent and it is the most beautiful, most colorful, most um, so much to offer. And thank you so much for what you have done and coming here and believing in us and encouraging us that, you know, there is opportunities for change. And uh, we really, really hope and pray that God will continuously use you and that you'll be back, that you'll be back with uh, more more to offer and more uh, wisdom and guidance that we possibly need. But, you know, uh, where to from here, um, Pastor Teal? Uh, when I, I, I leave uh, South Africa on May 8th, and I will go back to Ghana for a while, and then I will from there I'll go to Jamaica. I'll be in the U.S. the entire summer, and then I'll go to Togo in December for six months. But I, I have no home in America. I have nothing there. I live in Africa nine months of the year, and I live in. I go back to visit my family in America mm, three months mm, out of the year. Okay. So Africa is actually my home. Oh, wow, I don't have, a, I don't, I don't have a permanent. <laughs> Right. I don't have a permanent home, per se, but I live here more than I live in America. Incredible. So you're really, really getting to know us well and really planning to invest in us well. So, But thank you so much. Thank you for being on my program. It's been such a privilege, and I really would love to get to know you better. And when you come back to South Africa, we are going to have you live, and we are going to enjoy having you here. And uh, we just hope and pray that you. I see you've been in prison ministries for the last 25 years as well. Yeah. And yes, I, I would really love to would, go to a South African prison. Yes, I, would I, love to. I was hoping to get you. I, we could have, but I think your the calling for the schools were just right up front there, and that you needed to go and do what you needed to go and do to prevent them from landing up in prison. So praise the Lord for that intervention, and uh, we're just so grateful that you came. 
came through. And then when you come back, we will make sure that we get you uh, set up and for the prisons as well. Thank you so much for having me. It was a, it was a blessing, and I, and I enjoyed it as well. Yes, and I'm looking so forward to meeting you in flesh, and we are looking forward to having you back. And uh, have a wonderful, fabulous uh, trip and safe trip home. Uh, and may the Lord just continuously, may you go from glory to glory, from Amen. strength Thank to strength, so from yes. success to success. And may you touch every person's life um, as you have, they have a purpose and a plan and you know when they send the righteous like an arrow of righteousness that you go into every country that you serve and thank you for uh, living a sacrificed and surrendered life for him Amen. God bless you. Okay, thank you so much family and friends and I pray the same for you. May the Lord just bless you and uh, honor you and go and think about what you can do for your nation, for the nation, for our nation, for our youth. Go and take a few children and just go and minister to them. Go love on them. And uh, yes, we have got so much. We've got the most beautiful, beautiful nation that really needs to be uplifted. So I encourage you, family and friends out there, um, take that step and see what you can do. You're never too old to go and make an influence on your, your community and reach out to the youth. They need you. They need to be loved and they need to be accepted and guided. So family and friends, just be safe. Look after yourself. Have a fabulous week and we will see you next week and stick to the rules. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.